Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hours show to keep the brain running with the premises talk sports on a national level? Full with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time, they like the fat five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The four for twenty-six saw the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table, five silly guys diversified and educated. What's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports and the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, Dev McMillan, and I'm in the building tonight, hopefully with my team, because my team hasn't shown up yet, but uh, Jimmy the Blueprint and B. Austin, they should be joining me in just a few minutes. We've reached the midway point of the NFL season, so it's award time, so keep it locked right here for our picks and our discussions about a bunch of other-ish happening in sports. And if you want to get in on the conversation, you know the drill. Make sure you join us right now in the JW Philly Realty chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. You can also call us directly in about 15 minutes after we gamble with Gus and talk college football with Fred Purdue, and we open up that digital extreme tech hotline, that number, of course, 323-410-0012. But before we get started, just make sure during the week when we're not live on the air, you check out archived episodes of our show at warroomsports.com, the War Room Sports mobile app, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google, and all the other places you do your podcast listening. Uh, But yeah, we're, we're here for another week here in the War Room. Glad that you all uh, are able to join us. So we're going to jump right into things this evening, and uh, we're going to get right into some hot topics. Hot topics, you know, during football season is always let off with our segment, Gambling with Gus. And we're going to do that. We're going to get his picks this week against the spread on some NFL football games. But before we do that, got to pay a bill. So War Room, let's talk about how much dough you can you can make betting on sports contests at my bookie. The NBA, NFL, and NHL are chugging right along. So if you haven't checked out my bookie, this is a great time to do just that. Lay down some dough on the biggest games in sports. Join the war room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. You tired of wondering which services are thinking on your corner when it's pay me time? That's why we urge you to join my bookie. You win, they pay fast. Without any hassles, you're wasting your time sports betting anywhere else. They even have live in-game betting. Um, so you can place wagers after the games even start. That's crazy. So join now, and my bookie will match your first deposit with a 100% burn bonus. Yes, you heard it right, 100%. Just use promo code WARROOM, W-A-R-R-O-O-M, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all that's to it. So we're going to get Gus Griffin on the line. Man, Gus is on fire, so y'all better be listening. Gus, what's going on, good brother? How you doing? (laughs) What's up? uh, Four and one last week, 23-18 and two for the season. I'd I'd say you're on fire the last three weeks. (laughs) 
I've been I've been hiding in the studio of the album in nineteen eighty. Is that? <laughs> huh? Right. What did you just say, brother? Let's jump right into uh, the picks for this week, and we're gonna go with the over under to start it off. We got the Falcons and Browns. That number is fifty point five. And Gus, you're going over that, right? Absolutely. Um, I think the Browns ratted the ship. I'm I'm dealing with a cold, so I hope I'm clear. I think the Browns ratted ratted the ship last week against uh, Washington defense that I think is a little better than the than the. I think the Falcons ratted the ship against the Washington defense that's better than the Browns. Um, The Browns are giving up 30 points in three of the last four games. Atlanta's been over 30 in five and eight games. No reason to think they won't get 30 to 35. No reason to think the Browns won't get another 17. Okay. All right, so we're going over 50.5 on that one. Then we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, getting three versus the Washington professional football team. Minus three on that one. Yeah, I'm taking the, um, I'm taking the Bucks minus the three. Washington has had trouble with better field passers. Uh, they had the loss of the Colts, the Saints, the Falcons, and the other three games were particularly close. When they got in, Rodgers and Green Bay, he was on one leg. So uh, I'm going with the Bucks minus the three. All right, so Bucks minus the three on that one. Uh, we got the Titans versus the Patriots. And the, uh, you got the Titans plus seven on this one? Yes, absolutely. This is this could be an upset altogether. The Titans are the deepest team in the league with cover corners. Amari Jackson, um, and of course um, Malcolm Butler. You know he's fired up for this game. But they have the rare quality of having three guys who can play man-to-man coverage. And if there's one thing that's not going to stop Tom Brady, but if it's slowing down his man-to-man coverage where he can't get rid of the ball in that two seconds. After two seconds, it drops dramatically for him and most quarterbacks. But unlike some more mobile quarterbacks, he's going to have to deal with it. And they've got a decent enough pass rush. I think they can press him, cover the seven. They may actually put an upset. All right. And we got the Raiders plus ten and a half versus the Chargers. Yep. All right, here's the thing. This is more understand that odds makers are trying to do than it is the football. The Raiders are a bad team. The Chargers are a very good team. Their their ten points are better than the Raiders. But um home underdogs uh home underdogs cover about fifty four percent of the time. Um within the division a double division underdogs, they cover about fifty four percent of the time. Within the division, I would choose the third I would guess within the division it's even higher. So this is really a sucker bet for people saying the Raiders are sorry, and they are. The Chargers are good, and they are. But this game, I look for the Raiders to cover this. Okay. All right, and then we got the Chiefs-Cardinals. This is the over-under. That number is 49.5, Chiefs versus Cardinals. Pretty simple. Every Chiefs game, you take the over. Um, unless it's maybe 60, that's, that's about the only way they're going to come under. Uh, the bottom line is the Chiefs are putting up 35 on just about everybody, just about everybody, and that's that's like the floor for them right now. Um, I see the Cardinals being able to get um, uh, the two touchdowns, and that'll do it. That'll put them over. 
Yeah, I, this one I'm not as confident about as the one last week with the Chiefs, but like you said, like, you know, the Chiefs, at some point, they're going to be blowing this team out. So they're going to get some points somewhere in the second half of this game. So I'd like it just not as much as I liked it last week when you uh, uh, when you did the over-under for the Chiefs. All right, and last but not least, the Monday night contest. We got the San Francisco 49ers uh, minus three versus the Giants. Yes. Um, look, Mullins, I know there's the Raiders, but he looked awfully good. And given the way, given the shambles that the Giants are in, and but even more than that, the 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 Raiders have eight sacks against the Raider line that is better than the Giants line. The Giants line is under shambles. So I don't see how the Giants with a quarterback that can't get the ball to his playmakers and an offensive line that can't protect him. I don't see how they're going to be able to score many points. Uh, I think the Forty Nineers will cover this easily. Okay, and that's it for this week. Uh, I hope everybody was out there listening. Um, if you didn't hear it or you couldn't understand Gus, because he did say he was a little under the weather, uh, we'll post these picks on our social media page a little bit later. But, Gus, like I said, you're on fire, man. <laughs> That's three great Pairing them up. From under 500 to well over 500. So this looks like, you know, it's going to be a good season. Um all right, so, you know, as usual, thanks for your time, and we will wrap to you next week. All right, thank you very much. All right, Gus. All right, that's Gus Griffin, everybody. Gambling with Gus. Call your bookies. Do what you got to do. All right, so, um, yeah, what, I don't know. I don't, where, where's Jimmy at? I see Jimmy talking in the group. He's not on the air. What's going on, Jim? Um. He's stuck in the lobby. Listen, man, I, I wanted to ask you about, I don't know if you saw it, but there was a video this week. There was a news story about a, a, a teacher at a school in California that mm-hmm. got into a rumble with a, a high school kid. Did you see that video? <laughs> I did not see the video, but I have heard about it. Ah. Uh, I needed you to see this video because, you know, I wanted to get your opinion, you know, as a father, um, especially the, the father of a, of a, of a male child um, who will be that age in a few years. I wanted to get your, your opinion on, on how you would situation um, after this teacher basically beat ish down the leg of said child. Um, I mean, sight unseen, do you have any, uh, Opinions on it? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, as adults, and especially put in the privileged position to cherish, guide, nurture, and teach our youth, and yes, I know as disgusting as teenagers are, they're still babies, relative, relatively speaking. And they try your patience. You can't respond by beating dog-ish down their leg, no matter how tough they believe they are, no matter how strong. There's a thing, and I know that you more than now more than ever can relate to this. There's a thing called grown man strength, and then there's a thing called old man strength. <laughs> 
I don't care how strong the teenager is. I don't care how big his mouth is. I don't care what he thinks he can do. They have the resiliency and elasticity of youth in their bodies. You're not ready to face a grown man at 18, 17, 16, 19, sometimes even 20. You're not ready. You're not ready, and and it's incumbent upon an adult to recognize that fact, realize it, and find a way to diffuse situations where tempers are flaring. Uh, I, I mean, can't um, justify whooping a teenager's ass. No. Let me let Fred Purdue on the line because we're going to talk to him about college football, but I wanted to get him – I wanted to get his opinion on this as well because, you know, when Fred's not – in the sports realm, he teaches. Um, so, so I, I so I want to see what his opinion is on this whole thing. Fred, you there? What's going on, fellas? What's up, man? Before we get into college football, man, give me your opinion on this whole situation with the kid and the teacher in um, California. Man, this is a crazy situation because I mean, the backstory on it. Uh, and I'm not sure how deep you guys got into it before I got on, but, you know, this has been an ongoing thing. And when you see things like this, and I've I experienced it on a, a normal basis enough to know, you know, like B. also was saying, you kind of have to exercise that, that control because sometimes these kids can try you. And you really, you don't want that lawsuit. You don't want those kind of problems. And she, in the moment, it feels good. You, you solve the problem, but in the reality, the reality of it is, you know, the repercussions for you are going to be a lot worse than, you know, what that student's going to take later right then. Now, seeing that video and then seeing, there were two different videos I saw, one where you could hear what the student was saying and then one where it was just kind of silent, and we just saw it. And I think when you take into context what was said, you know, at the end of the day, teachers are still human, and they they have emotions, and they know some things you just don't say, and some teachers, they snap at some point. They've just taken enough, and it it falls back on the parents, I think, a little bit, and the administration when you you call on somebody to help you. I'm with you. I'm with you. And I respect it, and I know teachers are human. You got to walk away, or you got to know that this is not the profession for you. Like, I could never teach. I'll be honest. I'm raising my – I could never teach because a young man between the ages of 16 and 18, he's going to get these hands from me. So I don't even want to be viewed as a hooker. I don't want to be viewed as never teach. I've personally been in that I, situation. I personally been yeah. there, and I can tell you, I had to walk out of a classroom before, and literally yeah. just take a minute to decompress because, like the Austin says, you know, things can happen, and then you're you want to say, well, I wasn't responsible for it, but well, you you chose to put those hands to that kid, and then the law. Listen, comes, in this particular uh, situation, because B Austin didn't see the video. You know, the kid was in his face; he was in the teacher's face the whole time. Um, he seemed to be like a Latino kid. The teacher was black. Um, he kept hitting him with the N-word. I, I don't think it was necessarily in the way that the media is trying to portray it because, you know, they kind of say that, too. He kept saying, uh, say it or do something in my, my, you know, my end, my end. He kept saying stuff like that. Then he actually hit the teacher with a basketball. 
Now, the teacher pulled out a cell phone and, you know, they said, because let me let me skip to one part, though. There's been over eighty thousand dollars donated to um, a GoFundMe for the teacher because all of the students have basically taken the teacher's side. Um, so to go back to the story, he was they said he was calling for backup with the cell phone or whatever. And then once he snapped. He never took the phone out of his hand. So this whole time this kid is getting hit with 26 right hands, he's basically getting hit with a cell phone. So he's beating the ass out of this kid with the cell phone. Killing After the first punch, the kid squares up. You know, the kid gets a nice little left end. And when he gets the kid on the ground, another kid from the class tries to help the kid and punches the teacher in the back of the head. That's when people bust in, maybe the principal, security, or whatever. And, um, you know, the teacher's like, who else hit me? Who else hit me? Because at this point, it was go time for him. So dude was going to get it, too, if, if somebody would have pointed him out. Now, my whole situ- my whole problem with this, like you guys said, the teacher, he's human, right? And I don't really stand for disrespect too much either. So putting the same situation, <laughs> there may have been something. I'll, but, I'll, but I do think this. If he was going to react then the reaction would have looked better on his part once the basketball hit him, but that's not when he did anything. Once he actually decided to punch this kid in the face, it was still just words being thrown around. So, yeah, at some point, you do have to just be professional about it, walk away, get the principal, do something. However, (laughs) I'm going to put myself into this, if this were my son, even though I can watch this video and say, yo, I 100% empathize with this teacher. The dude pushed him to the brink and got what he was asking for. I can say that. Even if it was my son, I could say that. But just on principle alone, because it's my son and I've sworn my life to the protection of my children, the teacher would have to get these hands, right? It might be a polite. It might be polite. It might be a polite, you know, nicest rumble invitation you've ever seen in your life. Like, look, sir, I understand my son was out of line, and he's going to get these hands too, so y'all might as well just line it up <laughs> because both of y'all are going to get these hands for what happened. I understand that you're a man, and he pushed you to the brink, and you did what you felt that you had to do, but that is my son, so right now, mm-hmm. Slap him in his face with a glove. I challenge you to a duel. <laughs> Even though I understand it has to be that way just because it is my son, but my son would be dealt with in the same vein. Like I said, they might as well just oh, line it up. Listen, listen I'm, 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 there's, a, there's a difference yeah. in lives. Fred, I know, I happen to know my, my, my brother, my nephew, would never go there and put himself in a position where he had so to get in line. We have to deal with this in, in terms of supposition. Like, I feel better comparing myself to the teacher because I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that my son would never disrespect an adult like that. Like, no matter what. Like, that isn't even an option the way he's raised, his temperament, his soul, his spirit, that just wouldn't happen. So I don't even have to worry 
about that because long before he ever got to that point, if my son raised his his voice to disrespect the teacher, he's got to get these hands. So I don't even have to worry defending my son because he is raised to be respectful and honorable above all. So I don't have to worry. So I look more towards the teacher and man, my thing is this, like you guys said, you know, walk away, even if he didn't walk away, even if it was my son, if you didn't just beat him to a pulp, say you just gripped him up just to let him feel what the grown man strength is that you spoke about earlier, B, mm-hmm. I'm cool with that because he deserved right. that, but I can't let you just beat my son to a pulp. You know what I'm saying? And right. and you not have some kind of consequences for me. Like, yo, he could have, like, slapped this kid one good time or just gripped him up, threw him in the full Nelson or something just to show him, like, yo, this is not the smoke that you want. And just calmed <laughs> him down off of that. I'd be, I'd, I'd be all good with it. But even though I understand you, even though there's a 56.7% chance that I might have reacted like you, Nah, dog. We we got to square off. To, to <laughs> <be cool. laughs> All right, I so let's let's go ahead, go ahead, Fred, so we can hurry up and get to right, college let, Before we go, we move on. Um, I always say to any student, I say, if you, anything you wouldn't say to me, say or do to me outside of these walls, maybe a hundred yards, thousand yards away, don't do it. If you wouldn't do it outside these walls, don't do it inside these walls. Because, you know, and and that's not a threat or a promise or anything. It's just, it's a certain way to conduct yourself. And you wouldn't do it then. You wouldn't do it if I wasn't a teacher. You just walking around. He just walked past me. He was stunting for his friends. He was entertaining his friends. And he caught a beat down for it. So it's like in that vein, I don't feel sorry for him. But like I said, if I was a pop, (laughs) we would have had had to tussle. All right, so let's get into uh, this college football stuff real quick because I know you got things to do. Um, do sure do. Yeah, Fred. Fred had Fred had a big, you know, last two weeks. You know, he got married, and today's his birthday, so he got to go out for the first time. Oh, his wife get to spoil him on his birthday. Uh, shout out to Tobias as well. We're gonna talk to him in a few minutes. It's his birthday as well. Yeah, um, we share a birthday. These dudes who yeah. clash all the time happen to be born on the same damn day. Not the same year, <laughs> but on the same damn day. All right, so let's get in some some college football real quick so Fred can get out of here and, and uh, <laughs> go celebrate. Um, what should we start with here, man? Because we talked about a lot on Quick Slants this week, and if you guys want to check out those conversations, make sure you uh, go to the War Room Sports YouTube page to check out the latest episodes of Quick Slants. It's actually two episodes this week. Um, and uh, yeah, make sure you check that out. All right, so playoff rankings. What are the latest playoff rankings? And give us your quick thoughts on. We it know LSU like ain't in there no more. Yeah, <laughs> we know LSU isn't there. Uh, it felt exactly like I thought it would. Alabama 1, Clemson 2, Notre Dame 3, uh, Michigan four. I think a lot of folks missed out on the Michigan train about a week early. 
um, before these things even came out the first time around. I said Michigan should be in there. Uh, Georgia and, and Oklahoma are on the outside looking looking in, and Georgia will get their opportunity a little bit later as long as they handle business the rest of the way until the SEC title game. So Alabama and Georgia are on a collision course to change uh, these ratings. And Oklahoma, well, they have to keep winning and hope someone loses, maybe get a little help from Ohio State. Uh, Notre Dame, they control their own destiny because they don't. Even though they're not in a conference per se, they they have one foot in the ACC. They play five ACC teams every year, uh, but they have one of the toughest schedules in the country because they are an independent. And they have a really good. Um, they have a really good, really good. They're a solid team. They're a really good defense this year, but they have a this. They could really affect some of these rankings this coming Saturday because their quarterback Ian Book is going to be ruled out of this game due to a rib injury. And, yeah, Florida State isn't the best team in the world, but if you're Florida State, don't you want to play spoiler to a, used to, uh, a former rival? I mean, that would be just icing on the cake for a team that hasn't been all that great. All right. So, yeah, um, not, I, I think actually now that you say it, like Michigan is probably the only team that I wasn't, 100% sure that we'll move up into those rankings either. But let's talk some quick Heismanomics. Um, give me some uh, Heisman front runners right now. Easily number one in this one. And until he changes my mind, based off of what I saw against LSU, I don't think he will change my mind. Unless there's like a devastating injury or something, which I feel like at some point, it's like he keeps coming back. He has nine lives, but Tua Tonga Viola, uh, is easily right now number one. He's just he ripped apart LSU's defense, and that was the one thing I wanted to see. Could he? I, we knew he could rip apart some of these really mediocre defenses, but now he went up against probably the best defense in the SEC that he's going to at least face, and outside of his own team. So he, I mean, he ripped those guys apart. Uh, got hit in the crown jewels one time, and it was like that was that was like his own now. So he right limped into the end zone for a touchdown. <laughs> exactly. Limped into the end zone for a touchdown. I mean, how many times is this kid going to really just – that knee's going to bother him. Uh, but he's the best quarterback in college football. And guess what, guys? We got another year of him. He gets to come. He's only a sophomore. So he threw his first interception, not really too worried. He's still just slicing and dicing. Uh, at number two, I have Kyler Murray, uh, Oklahoma quarterback. He's the whole offense. I mean, he's he's uh, now that Rodney Anderson's out. He's the running game. He's the passing game. He's the spark on offense that makes everything go. Their defense is atrocious, and if he doesn't score points for them, they don't actually make play. They just they don't have a chance at winning. Um, Bedlam is this weekend, so you'll see Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. But Oklahoma State hasn't been. They've been kind of cheeks on defense, so you should see a lot of scoring from Oklahoma. Um, Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State. Uh, this is a quarterback-heavy uh, Heisman ranking here. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, he's just a big kid. He's a big, big, strong-arm quarterback who just keeps putting in that work against some of these teams, and uh, that has been – that stands fat. So, for him, I got to leave him there. Uh, there is no running back for me to be in this one. Uh, Will Greer from West Virginia kind of rounds this thing out. Um, former Florida Gator quarterback, I bet you they they regret that now. Uh, but he's been kind of he's found his way uh, throughout this season. He has three really good receivers. Uh, one was a former 
top recruited quarterback turned receiver in David Seals. He's going to be awesome if you want to see a technician at the wide receiver position. Please go watch David Seals. He's going to be a guy you really want to watch going into uh, into May. So I know you love those wide receivers and those technicians, those wide those, those route runners. So he'll be a guy you want to watch. Um, he's a Patriot kind of guy. He's a Patriots receiver, if you know what I mean. So, uh, but he's a technician, so that's the that's the connection you're gonna want to watch. Uh, but those are my four. Uh, this is a quarterback battle all the way. Uh, but right now, Tua Tonga Viola stands at the top. All right, well there you have it. Heismanomics. So Fred, we will. Oh, so Fred, next week. You, you saying Tua Tapa Tipolopoli from Alabama <laughs> is that guy? Let's just say. If the Buccaneers or maybe the Giants, if they I put it like this: if your NFL team pass on a quarterback this year, tank next year, and with the first pick in the NFL draft, your team selects to a Tonga Viola. That's all I'm saying. Titty top of Tupa the Viola. Gotcha. <laughs> all right, Fred. We will holler at you next week, man. Tell everybody real quick right, where they could check you out on uh, Saturday once these while these games are on. Well, now that now that my life is kind of calmed down, I can be on Twitter a little bit more on Saturday. Uh, you guys can catch me a little. You can catch me on Twitter, Fred Produce CFB. And by the way, um, I need my head coach fired. Just saying, can we get that happening before Saturday against Georgia Tech? Damn. Please, please. Alright, we'll see We'll holler at you next week, man Alright, guys Go celebrate, time, happy birthday Alright, man, appreciate it Alright, no doubt That's uh, Fred Purdue, everybody World Room Sports College Football Contributor Alright, let's get another uh, Another birthday On the line it's, it's We birthday deep in here We got Tobias calling in from AZ. What's up, Tobias? Happy born day, good brother. Thanks, but I, I figured y- 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 y'all let, let the light skinned dude talk first. I, I-, I figured that. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, thanks, fellas. One thing I got to say Andrew Gillum, good brother. Hope this is a valuable lesson to you. All that advocating for DACA and Dreamers, they still voted for the white bigot anyway. Maybe if you talk to the black folks, you might have won. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, but all right. I got to go yo, on my, Tobias, my weekly. We, we, Tobias, we got to um, we gotta talk about that one day, man, because you put up an excellent point because I went and looked at the numbers, and yep. I was like, yo, like, first of all, black males voted at a 91% clip for Gillum. Black women was like 88%. But then you get to our Latino brothers and sisters and uh. Yeah, uh, we got to talk about anyway. that one day. Not today, but one day. We got to yeah, what's going on. They're not the same vote with y'all. They just want to use the N-word for free. Yep. <laughs> That's all that. Hey, shout out to Cardi B. If you ain't in Terror Squad, I don't mess with you no more. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I got to go on my first, my, my, my weekly why Dirk Cutter should never be a head coach. When they asked him about Deshaun Jackson requesting a trade, Dirk Cutter, like, I didn't know he requested a trade. Dude, you the blanket and blank damn head coach. How the hell you don't know a receiver? Your starting receiver wants a trade. <laughs> I thought the head coach knows these things, right? But then he made Deshaun Jackson captain this week, so obviously he knew something. God, this guy's incompetent. He's kissing his butt now. 
<laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> a no guy who's playing captain. kids that, that no one missed when he left. <laughs> but, uh, here's the thing, like Alabama. I'm kind of P.O. that you did. You're going to have Fred talking about Alabama on quick slants, but then have me on. I know what I'm talking about <laughs> when it comes to Alabama. You should have hollered at me. Here's the thing. That's his show, man. I told y'all he last to week. That's his man, show. Fred, I don't know what he be, <laughs> know what he'd be talking about. But anyway, uh, here's the thing. Uh, I love Fred. Happy birthday, Fred. Uh, but anyway, here's the thing. I told y'all last week that that was going to be a, a curb stumping. It was going to be a beating. It was going to be <laughs> ugly. That, that LSU quarterback probably couldn't, couldn't start for uh, the Var Ball baseball, football league. He ain't started one yet. The guy was horrible. The coaching mismatch is horrible. The team, I'm telling you, when you look at these teams, it didn't look like it was close. I'm surprised the score wasn't bigger. But I know everyone's talking about Clemson now. Clemson has a great team. But if they play Alabama this time, this is the first time that Alabama had a legit quarterback. No disrespect to Jalen Hurts or Jake Coker, but we know they'll be selling insurance if they're done playing ball. But Alabama. No disrespect to him. Jalen Hurts is is corny. (laughs) Yeah, he might might make the league at another position. Who knows? But, you know, it'd be like Terrell Pryor carve out a nice niche. There ain't no shame in that. Y'all can't beat Duke, though. Oh, hey, I don't, man. Care, I, don't care, I don't even care if it's a different sport. I watch them boys play. Y'all, y'all ain't messing with them. Man. I don't even care. You know what? Speaking of Zion, I heard Shannon Sharp say this. He brought up a good point where the only concern about him is his weight. And, uh, because you know that weight and those knees, especially how that high that guy could jump. And you yo. just wonder how that yo. will hold up. Yo, yo, Tobias, wherever God brought black people from, they went back and got Zion, yo. That's not right what he does, man. Yo, How you feel? And I, and I yo, you I, I definitely didn't mean to jump ahead in our topics because we're going to talk about them in a minute. But I just had to bring that up there. I watched him play. And their athleticism yo, is so crazy. I think they could beat Bama in football. But go ahead, though. Yo. <laughs> yo. Yo. Jimmy size. Yo, Jimmy size, but he got a 44 in his vertical. What's wrong with 45. that? 45. Hey, 285. And, and no, RJ Barrett never made a shot he didn't like. <laughs> Dude, I watched that game for the first half before I started watching Castlevania on Netflix. Dude, they just, it's like uh, Kentucky is going to be in an Elite Eight Final Four. Well, then again, it's Kyle Perry, one of the most overrated coaches ever, so he'd probably be going to Sweet 16. Uh oh. Uh oh. You know. Uh-oh. That is that team. Kentucky has a lot of talent. They got they got lottery picks on that team too, and they got a guy on the team who's older than Andy Davis, I think. But uh, <laughs> you know, but they, but but they got shut. They they Kentucky put up like eighty something points, which is high scoring for a college game. Virginia gets that in two games, and they and they got destroyed up and down the court. And Coach K is a great coach. And they and it's like I don't see I know it's one game, but if they if they're at their best, I don't see who could beat them because you got to play a great game, and hopefully the college refs get tight with that whistle like they always do. Well, Tobias, so the biggest question out of this is um, is Castlevania any good? Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh oh yeah. And by the way, Jimmy, yeah, hey, I got a hot take for y'all. 
I know Jalen Rose little talking about the Fab Five. Hey, Jalen, Larry Johnson's UNLV team would have would have beaten the brakes off of y'all. Just kind of let that yeah, let that be known real quick. I don't even think that's a hot pick. I think I think that's a, that's just like a fact. Yeah. Like I don't even, Known I don't even know that's a hot pick, though. <laughs> what did y'all yeah, think but, about but, uh, that? I got because at first Jalen he seemed to be saying Zion wouldn't start in the the Fab Five, but when pressed, you know he tried to make it about the front court, saying he wouldn't start over Jawan or uh, or uh, Chris Webber. Like, I know he'd start in the. I know he'd start in the Fab Five. <laughs> He's small four. <laughs> That's why Jalen had to change up the rules in in mid argument. Like, yeah, Ray Jackson. I I was never big on Ray Jackson, even when the Fab Five was popping. So, yo, why was Ray he Jackson was there? Why was he king there? He was in. He was NBA. <laughs> I know. NBA wasn't impressed either. Like he was the only yeah. one that didn't even get a cup of coffee in the league. They wasn't messing never with got drafted, never played. Nope. Jimmy yeah. King went to the, the – where did King go? Sacramento or something like that? I think it was Toronto, I think. I think Sacramento. it was Toronto, I think. No, it was Sacramento. I think you were, I think, I think you were at Chipotle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do got to ask about, the like, the Lakers real quick. And uh, it, it's just one of those things where, like, you hear these pundits keep talking and stuff. And the one thing I always say is, like we said before, how will the young guys, as B. Austin call it, be on at react be on LeBron's legacy schedule? Because it's not just progressing now; it's now, hey, it would have been a nice story to make the playoffs, as most happen with most young teams. Now it's, hey, we got to make this conference finals, or somebody's getting traded. And and I wonder how these young guys adjusted to it. Then it's Luke Walton, who I think he should play Lonzo Ball more, but. Uh, I thought Luke Walton would have been fired by Halloween. I'll move that to New Year now. Uh, but I think part of the problem is also Luke Walton not sticking with lineups. Dude, stop trying to switch yo, everything yo, and stick with something. That, I I said that last night in the group chat. I watched multiple games, and his rotation is like – I feel like he just lets in the game whoever says, yo, I, I, he'd be like, who who feel like going in? And whoever says, yeah, he'd be like, yeah. all right, get in. Because his rotation, like – Makes no sense. Like sometimes he'll, and I guess he's trying to figure it out. I guess it's an excuse you can give him. I was about to say, he probably doesn't have but, a rotation yet. He probably wants to see who works with who. The I mean, they did bring in a million other pieces. Yeah, but come on, because you got to work that out through practice and the preseason or something. Like, yo, we, we got what, 10 games in already? 10, 11 games in? Yeah, but in, in practice, how are you really going to know? You know what I mean? Like, how are you really going to know? Because they, in the NBA, but they you, really don't practice much. His, they do walkthroughs. Yo, so how are you going to know situationally who's going to be nice? They're bad. It's even more than a rotation. Even the amount of minutes that he gives players from from game to game is just not consistent. Like, he's all over the place. And he seems like he don't know what he's doing. I don't know. He's I, got I, no players. I, I don't think it would be too early to go there. I mean, y'all not the only ones that I heard criticizing, but I'm like, I'm just thinking, everybody, like, what is he to do? He has, he has the most, you know, he has the biggest superstar in the team. I mean, on the, in the league, which is a pressureful situation. So, you know, at this point, you have to figure out what lineups are are going to go best in certain situations, and the situation is pretty much different every game. Like, it's going to be a feeling out process. So, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I just don't 
look into that as much as other people have. It's a new team. Like Listen, I figured that that would be how it. He's. I mean, how the I'm, of the not, I'm not go. blaming him for how. I'm not blaming him for how the team's playing. They're playing about 500 ball, which is expected at this point. But he does look like um, he's not ready for. I like. And I, it's different when you have a young team that's just trying to figure things out. But like to this point now, it's a little. It's a little different. And he might be in over his head. You may need an OG to come in. Um, one of these OGs that he rotating in out of jobs, just to uh, kind you of calm things down. Like I'm sure he is in over his head. I never thought Luke Walton was a great coach anyway. I think he got the job off false pretenses. Like they're giving him credit for, you know, winning all of those games with Steve's team that was already going to do that anyway. So I think he got you know, props you know, for no reason. And and you know what I State. think also. You know, I think also part of that private kind of, he said he's a young coach, he'll take those losses. Those veteran coaches ain't going to take all those losses on a rebuilding team. But also, I think like what like Jimmy talking about, like an OG coach, he'll tell – he has the boss to tell Rondo, look, man, Lonzo and LeBron play better together. You don't like it, we can trade you somewhere else. I don't think Luke Walton has that in him. Because you look at the games and Lonzo and LeBron play well together. But also, <laughs> I heard someone say that – Lonzo might lose might lose some confidence because, you know, whatever I do, I'm coming out anyway. And I, I think the guy's, the guy's a good player, and if he vibes best with your best player, let's, develop, let's get him going because especially Rondo's on a one-year deal, people. Let's worry about hey, how the new draft is going to Because with, with him I, not I having the ball. Ball's injury. Yeah. I wonder but, about but injury with Luke not having the ball, I don't think this. He's on a fake Good. A fake ass minutes restriction. Like he don't give him a lot of <laughs> clock at all. Um, I don't. That, that's one of the things I'm talking about in terms of how he's managing uh, Lonzo's time. I don't understand it. I'm like, well, maybe Lonzo well, y'all know really, me. I, really I, was hurt and he's still coming back. I was saying before the season, before everybody else started screaming it, that I think Lonzo should be the starter on this team, even with Rondo. But I'm thinking because because Tobias said he didn't have. He he looks like he don't have the balls, but I don't think that's. That has anything to do with his interactions with uh, Rondo and scared to tell him something. I think it has everything to do with Magic because remember a report said that Magic had a meeting with him earlier in the week and kind of reamed him out. And and that only happened after he did start giving Lonzo more minutes after uh, Rondo's suspension. But if Magic is going to control things, you know, that's what, that's why you put these little young coaches in here because, all right, we're going to put you here while we're young and we're rebuilding. He's not going to last past this season, even if he lasts for the whole season. And at this point, the only way he'll last the whole season is because everybody's calling Magic to the curb because Magic was the main person when the season started telling everybody, you got to have patience. It's going to be a process. But two weeks into the season, he's already reportedly calling uh, Luke Walton into his office and reaming him out. So I think the only reason that he's going to last longer than we expect him to is because Magic knows that everybody's calling him out right now for kind of being um, a hypocrite. You got so. to bring, bring in one of these guys who gets a big deal who, um, who can handle bring in Mike pressure. Brown, yeah. And part of it – Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson. David Black. You, you cut – you couldn't I'm really going to need to stop hearing Mark to... Jackson's name in these conversations. <laughs> Yo, I want like, but, but like Mark is, Jackson really has not anything to me. <laughs> Listen, man, free Mark Jackson. Somebody you can cut an adequate check to 
that can handle this pressure or, or deal with these guys because I, I just said – and the funny thing is, I'm not a Luke Walton hater. I mean, I, I, he didn't really do anything to impress me. And besides the fact he's terrible at ACOs, which is a new thing coaches got to do. Like, if you don't have no nasty yep. ACOs, you're pretty much trash in today's NBA. And he got trash mm-hmm. ACOs. He can step his ACOs up. Um, <laughs> and – but I, I just think, like, watching them play, like, it, it, as a fan, it's frustrating. Like, yo, what are you doing? Because, like, I, and I, I don't know whether Tobias is right, but I kind of felt that way before, too. I think Rondo be punking the ball, man. Like, hey, can I ask y'all a question? Rondo punked everybody. Rondo, you think, Chris Paul. Yo, Rondo, Rondo tried to um, chunk Stephen A. Smith last night. I don't know if y'all saw that. Like, he, he, he um, one of his neck in the locker room. But, you know. Hey, so, no. can I ask y'all a question? And I'm a Rondo. Can, can I ask y'all a question? And this is something no one's ever talked about. They keep talking, well, the Lakers get this free agent next season. What if they don't get a free agent next season? Has anyone ever thought about that one? Well, Tobias, yeah, they should right because the Lakers have been getting the free agents for the last five seasons. So they should. That should be on their mind. Like that is not yeah, that easy anymore. Nobody Listen, man. Because and they think it's, it's going to be easier because, because they got LeBron. But I'm starting to think that there's a lot of stars in the league who don't want to play with LeBron. It's the same thing as Kobe, though. The reason they didn't get anybody yeah. when, um, when Kobe was there. Agent Star run the organization. Nobody want to do that. Dog, listen, man. <laughs> I remember that offseason like crazy. Everybody was a free agent. Bron, D. Wade, Bosh, and we ended up with Jeremy Lin. So... <laughs> 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 hey, could be worse. You could have had Carlos Boozer like we did, but hey, we got to Carlos Boozer <laughs> shooting fadeaways like he was Pat Young with both knee with both knee pads on, like he was in a roller. We got Elton Brand with the back of his foot. You got Brand with the back. Yeah, of his but see, the Bulls, the Bulls got the trash Carlos Boozer. Like Utah got the good Carlos Boozer. By the time he went to the yeah. Bulls, he was just out there. He was just out there putting Beijing on the basketball on the foul line because he was out of control <laughs> at that point. Hey, hey, before I go, I say this. Before I go, I say this. Thanks for taking my call. But Carlos Boozer's opening press conference in Chicago, he said, one, two, three, Cancun. That's what he said after he signed his contract. But, uh, <laughs> but you guys take it easy, fellas. All right, Tobias. Happy born right, day. Peace. Roll happy down birthday, time, fellas. HBD, bro. All right. Peace, man. <laughs> it's crazy. Tobias and Fred birthdays on the same day. All right, so um, that is yeah, man. So you know, we brought up Lonzo Ball, but of course his brothers are back. Um, sounds like all the experiments are failing, and uh, Leangelo Ball is now putting his name in a pool of players to go to the G League, and Mellow Ball is taking his black ass back to high school, <laughs> albeit in <laughs> Ohio. At Spire Academy in Ohio, people wonder, like, how this can even be done, because I don't understand it either. Like, he's already played professionally. How are you even still eligible to be a high school student? And when I looked that up, the first thing I heard, it was something along the lines of, yeah, Spire Academy does stuff differently. They don't play the normal type of high schools that everybody – that's the first thing I saw. But then the second thing I saw was the person who runs this school saying, well, LaMelo Ball never accepted a check in Lithuania, so he's still eligible by our rules. And I'm sitting here like, that's OH. And the only loophole you can give me on that was, well, you know, his daddy was collecting his checks for him anyway. 
and wasn't giving them dudes no yeah. money. He was just Suge Knight and giving them cars and stuff. I like thought it was possible for him to play because he's playing with robots. So considering that, <laughs> Yo, you know, that seven not, foot seven dude does look like an eight but eight bit video game character. I don't know what's wrong with dude face. Yo, um, boy's not human. Yo, he's a, he's definitely a, uh, he's a digital a digital being. Like, yo, so he what do y'all think about Bitcoin? This? So. Um, I mean, he pulled both I of them out of school, sent them overseas, he made his own league to crap on the G League, and now they're going back to these normal channels. So what do y'all think? Do y'all think all of the VAR experiments failed? Yeah, yeah of course. Part part of of it depends on what no, you characterize as because if you consider grabbing attention to be a success, then, you know, he had more than 15 minutes of, of success because attention is, is, is what's key and crucial these days. For me, I feel sad for them dudes because I don't think they're ever supposed to be his boys, though. They want to recover. Be. But hold on, though. Hold on, though. Hold on, though. First off, I feel like he got some hush money because it's, it's deeper than just what he's doing with these two boys. Like, he hasn't said anything in reference to Lonzo this season. He's not in front of the camera at Lakers games. Like, he saw back a lot as if someone had a conversation or handed him an envelope like, dog, you need to chill. Is um, it hush money or so humble pie? I mean, humble pie. I'm going to send EJ after your son on the roster if you don't <laughs> calm down. But, but no, because I'm like, like hush um, money for what? What would you pay him for? Yo, to, to shut up and Alonzo play. And it's funny because funny thing is, since he shut up, Lonzo has seemed to improve. Now, I can't blend it for him shutting up because Lonzo probably worked in his game all offseason. But to me, Lonzo looks like he's getting better as a player since his dad. No, he really did. He couldn't run in the offseason. His leg was hurt. All in the video. So maybe it is the fact that his pop is not, like, being over his shoulder or being I always thought that was pressure on him. Um, I always thought that was pressure on him. No, I understand that. So, what I'm so saying he is could be right. he, seems to fall back. He, he seems to be more comfortable playing. The, he seems to be more comfortable hooping now. Um, yeah. No, I just don't understand so where the, the hush thing. money would come from. Like, who would give him money and for what? <laughs> um, well, there was there was there was rumors last year that uh, like him and Magic had some. It, although in public, Magic said he could do whatever he wanted to do. But there was rumors, um, at least from the LA uh, media, that Magic was um, trying to figure out a way to shut him up. My whole point <laughs> is, I think that when you, yeah, when I don't see about, him giving him um, no dodo. I mean, because I mean, really, I mean, to shut him up, you could threaten his son, like, yo, your son going to be out of here on the first thing smoking if you don't shut the hell up. Like, that's the, like, like, that's the kind of thing he – because he only wants these kids to play for the Lakers. So, I don't see them giving yeah, him anything. Point, but I, 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 Where's his leverage? shock me at all. Like, yo, just shut it up. It would shut up shock me to the core. Like, I don't understand why anybody would give LeVar Ball any money, to be quiet. <laughs> like what's in it for them? Like he's literally, he's literally, he's literally a distraction to what they're trying to do. I know um, Hank has a theory that uh, that he he got a check from um, um <laughs> from Clutch from LeBron and him. Like yo, uh, you gotta shut this shut up and you know because he's trying to do something. But that's either here or there. But the bottom line is when you talk about the success that he's had with what he's done, I mean it all depends upon how you define success. And I'm not even talking about from the standpoint of getting attention. When you look at um, some people are giving him credit for what the G League has decided to do in terms of fan players, um, although several people, including myself, talked about that years ago. But the fact remains he's getting credit for that. 
And when you even, so when you even really NBA think about it, a lot of people before him. And when you think about it, a lot of people didn't think that Jello was going to make it to the league anyway. So I mean, he got him a, a couple a couple of hours overseas. People said Melo may or may not have had a chance, but we all everybody was pretty much under their conclusion that the the cream of the crop is already in the NBA. So he was trying to finagle a way to get them fame and success. I guess no, it's like a, lot of, a lot of people. Model. A lot of people thought the baby, the baby brother, was the most talented, but I saw the I saw the bar ruining him from the outset. Well, my, yeah, my I thing with, with them, the fact that they're sitting here saying he never took a check, I don't even think that's just about Spire Academy. I think they're just trying to set it up for some kind of legal battle to make him eligible to play college ball, so he can get back on track to possibly you know, where he needs to be. Um, I, I think this is kind of an admission of failure. Um, and, you know, I've on certain things, I've had Unc Vars back, um, especially when it comes to the, the merchandising and stuff like that. I never was with him pulling. Like, you do what you want with, with Jello in college, but I was never with him pulling the young dude out of high school um, to, to, to go oh, along cool. with some, some cockamamie uh, plan, um, but no, it, I think it's a little bit of an of an admission of of failure because I don't know if the JBA is the JBA or JBL. I don't know if that's going to have a second season. Um, and I and for the people that's kind of trying to give him credit for the NBA, like I don't I don't understand how fans think sometimes because you can't name anybody in that league besides his son. So what was, what was the threat? Like some people just say things. Oh, I don't even think, think it's like, about a threat. Exactly you, know, threat. you know that I also, I don't think it was about a threat. I, I, I think that um, he basically put on, he actually got to the point where he had something that was different than what the norm was. So it's not about it being a threat. And I definitely don't think that he came up with the idea because again, you know, is written about in my book which is that, years, years ago at this point. And that whole thing being out of the norm I, is no different than what we talk about with black athletes not going to black schools anymore. Like these dudes are still going to go to that college for a year and go to them classes that they didn't want to go to because nobody wanted to be the first what big time dude to take that chance. But what I'm, what I think, what I honestly think is, is, is his thing is part of an overall wave. It's not just his thing specific. You? Oh, we, we. I can hear you. Can, be, can you hear me? I don't know what happened to Jimmy. Yeah, I can hear you. Huh? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, but I, I don't know. I like. I think Jimmy might have. He's having some technical difficulties. I, I don't know. I just can't. I don't understand some of the stuff that he's saying. Like, I don't understand who would pay LeVar Ball hush money. Yo, like, I just yo. I don't understand where uh, where the leverage would come from. I think Jimmy's back on my ass. I think we overvalue LeVar. I was speaking too much realness. What I was I saying about that. it is I think his thing is part of an overall wave going against the NCAA between articles written, books written, documentaries made, just the overall tone in the country in terms of the NCAA, that is, excuse me, the NCAA and what's going on with them. So his is just another another piece of an overall movement that's kind of like going anti, where now you have – like sanctions against the big programs, all the investigations. Um, 
this new uh, documentary that just came out, uh, you know, by, by LeBron. I mean, like, it's an overall wave. So the, the sentiment in the country is kind of, like, shifting a little bit. I think no, it's, it's no doubt about that, Jim. On to that. There's no doubt about that. I'm, I'm only asking, just, and I'm not asking you because you're not the one saying it. I'm just speaking out loud because I know a lot of people out there who are listening probably felt this way. But there's a lot of people, a lot of sentiment that I've seen online over the past few weeks that make that you know people seem to think Levar Ball and his league was some kind of threat to the NBA. Um, so they had to you know hurry up and do you know pay some people to go to the G League and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, you, know, you can't name one dude. In the in the JBA, except for Mellow Ball, and like yeah. and even them against college, I'm like, okay, find me a dude in that league who was offered a scholarship in college. Like it's just people just yeah. talk silly to me sometimes. Now I understand what you're saying, like it's just a part of an anti Out of the top recruits, I think they got a total of three. Out of the top, like, I think it was, like, 50 ESPN. So they get, like, they got a couple cats. I mean, I still don't know who they are probably because I couldn't tell you any of the people outside of the um the um, the um cats um from Krypton, from the Kryptonians that play for Duke. And uh, outside of them, I don't know nobody else, so I wouldn't be able to tell you anyway. But um, I just don't think it's a mission of guilt for a couple reasons because I do believe that someone got to him and told him it's better off if he, like, quells it down. And another reason is I think that he comes from the Trump school of, of, of thought where people have been telling him that for the last for him to, year and a half. <laughs> I don't think it's possible mentally for him to have any sort of remission of guilt. Like some, some like like our president. I don't think it's possible for him to even admit like wrong or even do anything with like a definite mission of guilt. I, I really believe that in his head this this is what he wanted to do. Um. So you so think you, I don't think it's possible. <laughs> Would you say something? Oh, he's about to say something. Be awesome. What'd you say? So you I think he's what? Something. You think he's completely delusional? Um, I think that some people operate with the reality distortion field where like <laughs> you know <laughs> he's he's just operating at a at a different frequency than that. So I don't think it's, it's possible. Um, and uh, to me, I also feel like he's making he's making moves for the Facebook, which is his Facebook show. I feel like he I feel like he <laughs> has to make major changes to their lives and just do certain things just for the Facebook show to continue to work. So next year they may not even be in the same situation. They may not be inspired. You he might figure out something else crazy because his whole thing isn't about their basketball careers anymore. Gabby said, I, I only think he failed domestically. The JBA played the packed arenas overseas. Those arenas held like 1,500 people. Like, come on, man. I I was a, I was a supporter of LeVar Ball. I watched these games when they come on Facebook and all that kind of stuff. I asked these guys. I spread the word. I come into the group like, yo, you know, the, LeVar and them on. But those arenas were like – in. The, in America, those are like high school arenas, man. I, I don't even know why we're calling yeah. them arenas. I mean, I, I, I but yeah, I can't speak to that. But what I, all, yeah. all I'm saying I, but, is, but I, I would agree his, he has been number more one successful overseas. But if you bring a bunch of Americans to play ball overseas, I mean, that's automatic attention. And so, so, and I'm not even going to just give it to that. Like he's popular. He's popping overseas, not 
but 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 to say packed arenas is like not a little you know, without giving that context, we're 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 sizing that up too. Like packed arenas, they're not paying, playing playing. Listen, he's you know, sizing it up. Yo, we're not well, we're not playing in the, the he, Wells Fargo Center or or the Staples Center. Like they over there playing in you know Central High School gym. Like yeah, they're playing in Office Max Center, not Staples. Yeah. but yo, <laughs> all, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is this: I don't, five I below think center, number one product. His number one product isn't this shit, isn't this shirt. His number one product is that Facebook show. And from my understanding, they yeah. actually do good numbers over there. So to me, I feel like, I love gonna like, like use these, it. he's going to use these two kids and make complete changes in their lives season to season to keep still going. Because if you can't make the next season, they were still playing overseas and the same thing. Like, it gets kind of boring, right? Now you make a full mm-hmm. switch. He's in the G League. You got to follow oh. him in the G League. Now you got to follow him. Now you throw oh. the camera back to high school. Live with a show. Hot. Okay. Yeah, so, so, so he's basically he's saying, like so it's basically, different. Jim, since I ruined your basketball careers, I'm at least get you rich off this TV stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, y'all going to be full-fledged reality stars. Y'all going to be reality stars. It's like he's making the like trip as he goes. At the very the least, at the very least, Jello could have at least just played played four years at UCLA and, and could even though in that family they would have pulled him out and put him in the draft for no reason before that, but at the very least he could have got his four years there and that could be the glory of his life. But it's like now people don't want to touch dude because he's not he's not even he's good enough for he's not even good enough for what what every you know everything else that's brought with him. Like right now, Alonzo, like oh me at Claire, yo. Listen, Varvin running a scam since day one, man. Y'all think Jello really went overseas and, and was trying to steal something? That was all part of the show, dog. All this is a good time. Yo, yo, okay, right, now Jimmy's one. talking that talk. Now Jimmy's talking that talk. I agree <laughs> with that. We've been getting kind since day one. Boy, that's stupid. I mean, although he is kind of stupid. But I'm just saying, like, we've been getting kind since the beginning, y'all. Uh, this is <laughs> one long time, yo. <laughs> All right, so we'll, we'll he, see he, how he's, he's like Cole on Martin. He's the Cole with the TV show. This is one big show. I said, no matter what, I'm still a, I'm still a supporter for the for the things for the portions that I support. So I'll be there to watch what the show. I watch the games. You know, if I get my money up, I'll buy some shoes. <laughs> but I ain't got my money up. Um. You know, so I bought a shirt that they sent that was three, four sizes too small that I just put on the back of a chair. Oh, good, man. I'm an Unkvar fan, but I just need y'all to know out there because I know it's a lot of people like, oh, man, they talking this, they talking that. I'm going to keep it real with anybody. I call him Unkvar. If he was really my uncle, I'd still be keeping it real. Like, <laughs> you know, Yo. ain't nobody above these verbal hands. And when the bar do stupid stuff, then he got to get these verbal hands. Be just like there's one more O. I would add one more O to Khan, and you got him spot on. Just one more O. <laughs> Yo. Killing him. <laughs> well, he took it off like yeah. that, man. Yeah. What about black on black crime? Hey. <laughs> what, about that, what about that piece of pork that he's doing? Damn, B. Killing him. All right. Shout out to Roland, shout out to Roland Martin. My fault. Go ahead, y'all. Um, Jimmy mentioned it earlier. He talking about the Kryptonians and Duke. 
Talk real quick about their debut against Kentucky. Kentucky at the time was the number two team in the nation. I believe Duke started the season as the number four team in the nation, and they completely blew this Kentucky team out of the water. I know it's early season. And even, my, you know, myself, like, I was very impressed, but I, I also had to pull some people down off the fence. Like, I, I hear people like, how was Kentucky, too? They garbage. I'm like, calm down. It was the first game of the season. Kentucky will be Yo, they're there. They're playing aliens, cause you know, yeah, Kentucky will be there at the end. I don't know how far at the end. They'll be there at the end. I think these two teams, it might be a chance that they play again. Um, so we'll see how it plays out. For right now, uh, Duke seems to have gelled a little bit better than most of the teams that I watched the other night. I mean, because you had teams like Villanova, you know, could barely beat Oregon State by twenty. Um, Michigan didn't just totally destroy Norfolk State, but you have a Duke team going against the number two team in the nation, and they put them to bed. They were a junior college team. Like, what did y'all think about Listen, that? Man, first off, I found it interesting because yeah. they said that this whole thing, it, it, it kind of shows you like from a cultural standpoint, and we talk about this, how the, the AAUization of basketball, because these dudes have been friends for so long, and they basically um, created like the brotherhood group chat and they talk every day before they decided to go to Duke. Um, they talked about this during the game, like, you know, through because Duke was blowing them out. They had a lot of time to talk about everything else. Um, and these dudes have definitely played together. They gel. They uh, they know where each other is going to be on the court. It's scary to watch outside of the fact that they're all from Krypton. So we're watching Kryptonians, as I call them, play basketball against humans, and now the joy it's so Yo. Yo, the Bulls scored 28 points in 11 for 13. R.J. Barrett was, went bananas, and I don't think either one of them are better than the Bulls Cam Reddish. That's what's scary is. Yeah, it, it's definitely scary. What are you saying, B? Yo, they're from – yo, wherever the the original aliens landed, to make black men and leave them in Africa, yo, that's where they found this five at, man. Especially the boy Zion, man. I don't even think he plays basketball. He just, he just, he just, yo, dude is out, yo. I ain't seen no no stuff like this in a long time. I'm thinking back to that you that running rebel squad, the UNLV squad. I'm thinking back to the Fab Five, and I'm like, yeah. These dudes are lightweight in the same category as like Sonny Hill's favorite human being. Like right, y'all gotta chill. Of- All right, y'all gotta chill. It's been one game. Y'all gotta chill. <laughs> you gotta relax. You gotta relax. It's been one game. You took it way too far. It's been one game. They go out here to Kansas to take this L tomorrow. Then what everybody gonna say? Y'all gotta relax. Yo, you brought up Wilt though. This brought Wilt though. Don't put yourself out. Yo, uh, my man is 300 pounds. My man is 300 pounds with a 45, yo. Yo, he definitely, he definitely ain't no 285. They lying. Yo. I'm over my son, but let's calm down. There's been one game. Like, making Kentucky play terrible. We don't know this yet. Here's the crazy part about it. They have players coming off like their bench that are also McDonald's players. And they have arguably the greatest college coach of all time. That's what makes Matt McClory can't get on the See, But that's the problem, Jim. That was the whole problem, and that's, that's probably what the college world was afraid of. Man, if we can ever get Coach K to, you know, accept and just run with this one-and-done thing, 
it's gonna be game over because he he used to get the best talent anyway, and dudes was trying to stay there for three and four years. Like if we can get Coach K, step one and done. Come on, man! Everybody gonna be in trouble. <laughs> Listen, Coach K, Coach K got a, a new booster or something that opened up the budget. And it was like, look, we gotta we gotta drop these bags. You know what I'm saying? Make these families wealthy. And now he's getting the best talent. He's already, like, you know, arguably the greatest college coach of all time. And it's the not just those was, three. That's Wilton, what I'm saying. They, they literally have, yo, they have McDonald's <laughs> players coming off the pond, cuz. Like, yeah. yo, like, seriously, like, this is, this is, this is ridiculous. This is the, this is the Golden State Warriors. And I think it is, they are young. And, you know, we'll see what happens tournament time. This is the beauty of college basketball is because, they could literally run the table in the regular season. Not saying they will, but they could. I was just about to ask you. Y'all think they're going undefeated? I see one thing. Another thing about being a young team too is are they going to start like believing their hype? Because the talk about them over the last couple of days. I mean, our brother be off compared to more to Will Chamberlain because. Yeah. Like, and, and that's and that's my like, I, <laughs> I think I, I can't like I couldn't even like because I just asked her. Oh, y'all think they're going to go undefeated? I couldn't even answer that question myself before like four or five games in. You know what I'm saying? If like if, if they handle Kansas, they handle Kansas like that. Like old, they, they handle Kentucky, then it's going to be a problem. But we still don't know since it's been one night. We don't know if it's Kentucky that had a bad night. You know what I mean? So here, first of all, Kentucky got three yeah, I got seasons, and I know they're only 23, but. And then in college basketball, if you're 23 and you're not in the league yet, we look at you something wrong with you. Um, but Kentucky has a solid team as well. They have the number two recruit team in the nation, and they got they got yeah. watched. But at the same they don't, time, though, they don't look like they practice how, how together much. Not, they need to go on one of them press foreign tours, like dude. If you're, when you're 18 and 19 years old, and you got people comparing you to the greatest college teams of all time. You got Will. you know um, the analytical. You got the analytical. Be often comparing you to Will Chamberlain, a legend in two games. How can you not start like reading your own press clippings, especially knowing knowing that you know they're saying this might be the first time a, a college has a number one, two, and three pick of the draft. Like, so to oh, me, man, already, that, 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 that already put them up there with UNLV. Like, damn, we, we triple. Yo, I was cool <laughs> with that, but once he brought up Will, once he brought up Will, though, like Will scored a bean in the. Anyway, I wasn't even really cool with that. Like I was already like leaning off the cliff, and then he said, "Will, I just fell to my death." Like, no. This this is where this is where Coach K comes into play, though, because if you have guys that could like start reading your press clippings, this is also where having Coach K comes into play, which is again, this is another thing that makes it scary. Like you know, we could talk about the Fab Five, and we could talk about UNLV, and you know, some of their their coaches were good coaches as well, but they're not Coach K level coaches. Nah, nah. Like you can talk about fishermen, you can talk about the tart. Yeah, but they're not Coach K. So when you go for them long guys are starting to believe comparing a brother to Will in terms of basketball, I'm talking about the name of that. No human being can do that. Yo, the finding yo, the company's gonna find you for that, dog. That was disrespectful. No human being can do that. <laughs> no human being can bring up Wilt's name. No. All right, man. <laughs> uh, some quick NFL news, man. Des Bryant signs with the Saints. Um, looks like a case of the rich getting richer. Uh, B. Also, what's your thoughts on that? 
Um, Bull can't jump. He's not fast, and he can't run routes. Drew, uh, receivers that are super route runners, great anticipation, very sharp in their breaks, and are where they're supposed to be on time because when you take the snap of the ball, Drew Brees drops back on the third step, ball coming out. On the fifth step, ball coming out. Seventh step, come, ball coming out. Drew ain't got time to wait for you to wrestle with corners and wrestle with safeties and jump over. Although, Drew's not a bad back shoulder. Or, I mean, in fact, he's one of the better back shoulder guys, and that's Dez. But Dez ain't Dez no more. So, I don't know. The only, redeem, uh, the only redemption is he should be facing teams third and fourth corners. So, he may be able to get, you know, somewhere in the uh, realm of back to being Dez a little bit. Why would he be facing teams third and fourth corners, though? Yeah, I was about to ask you that. Third and fourth? Like, you bugging me. And the funny thing is, right, so here's what I'll say, right? I actually thought about, like, coming back to watch a game just because I found out November 29th that the Cowboys play the Saints. And I know Dez is in the market right now getting his groceries up to to cook the Cowboys. And I think that'll be uh, very entertaining to watch. And I think the Saints are going to let him do it, which is why they signed him. Now, they're going to make it their business to let him cook the Cowboys. Um, I know that they uh, they got the Michael Thomas ball, who's nice. So this will, like, free him up a little bit more. So he's going to do his thing. Yeah. Who's um, not a, he, who's not not a burner himself? Yeah, he's definitely not a burner. But what I'm saying is, so I think B.R. also has a little bit of a bias against Des because he was a former yeah, Cowboy. Still, yeah, he's still Cowboy. Because you just gave their receivers and their quarterback a whole lot of props. But actually – Actually, a lot of it is the quarterback because, you know, the analytics nerds have been to work recently, and they said that the Saints receivers get the least amount of separation of any receiver in the league, and that includes Michael Thomas. So, Dez doesn't have to be some sharp route runner like because Drew Brees is going to put the ball on his chest anyway. It's up to him to just catch the ball and do his thing. So, what's the, what's the context that I'm – not bringing into it. Like, them dudes don't get separation. Three quarterbacks are accurate. Dez was the Cowboys. Accurate AF. No, I'm not here to slight Drew Brees. Drew Brees is accurate as a uh, accurate AF. But I, they don't even have receivers because everybody's injured except for Michael Thomas. And when – I, I I don't I just don't see him I don't see him commanding the same respect that he did in 2014 2015 even 2016 coming off though. I don't think he has to command the same respect. They got weapons everywhere. They got Kamara out of backfield. Mm-hmm. They got you know Benjamin Watson old ass at the tight end. They got Michael Thomas. They got you know yeah. I mean they got. Enough weapons. I I just don't see it's like he's just straight up killing Dez. Like I don't think they're gonna have their fourth corner on him because they have other receivers and Dez is not gonna go in there and just be the man because Michael Thomas is the man. But at the same time, they're not gonna disrespect Dez. Like they picked up Dez because the other dudes are have been a little underwhelming. That's why Kamara gets so much work. No, but they've been underwhelming. That's the that's why like even when they were there and healthy, 
their running back is getting too much work out of the backfield because there's nothing to go downfield to except for Michael Michael Thomas. So, you know, I mean, we'll see. I'm not, like, rooting for the dude or nothing, but you're killing me. <laughs> like, like Cowboy yeah, straight bias, up man. garbage. Like, you're not garbage. Cowboy bias. Big and dropped. Yes. So I, I don't know. We'll see. There's, I guess there's I guess tear us the used to tear up the new one. Be awesome, still mad because Dez used to punk us. No, <laughs> I guess I guess you will have a bunch of drops of Dax throwing the ball nowhere near you. You trying everything in your power to catch it. <laughs> I ain't gonna argue with that. Dax is some doo doo. Dad's press what, what, what did uh, what did what did the boy say about uh, switching from Dak to uh, the Drew Brees this, this week? I don't know if he really said it, but he said that's like going from a, like a '94 Civic to a, um, <laughs> a 94 2019 Civic Ferrari. To a 2018 Ferrari or something. <laughs> Damn. He said he said switching from switching from Dak to Drew Brees is like going from a '94 Civic to a 2019 Ferrari. Mm-hmm. So you know, Kill me. all right, so B. You got you got mid season has has passed, man. You got your list of NFL awards. Football game, guys. <laughs> oh, you got your list of awards. Real quick, or you oh, or you? you okay. You, you want me to go first, or you gonna go first? Or? Yeah, Dad, you go. Can we gonna make this quick? Because we way behind. Huh? I'm leading off. I'm leading okay, off. Coach of, Coach of the year. Coach of the year. Coach of the year is my guy, Big. Big Red, Andy Reid. Salute to McVay, though, too. He's ball. He's, he's doing his thing. Um, comeback player. Comeback Original man. Um, three, that would be Adrian. <laughs> um, defensive Rookie of the Year, Darius Leonard. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year. This was a tough one. I, 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 I see what Saquon is dealing with in New York. And and he probably he he it's tough. I'm going Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, although he does benefit from Julio Sanu, I'm going Calvin Ridley as my offensive rookie of the year midseason. Defensive player of the year, Aaron that, Donald. That George Bias. Huh? George <laughs> Bias. Aaron Donald. Uh, offensive offensive player of the year, Drew Brees. MVP. Kermit the Frog. <laughs> we gotta get the ball, Mahomes. We gotta get a soundbite from him. All right, for me, um, comeback player of the year, coach of the year. Um, I'm gonna go Sean McVay as well. And I actually had these picks done before they lost that game, but it, it wouldn't have changed anything. Um, Sean McVay. Shout out to Matt Nagy from Chicago um, because he's doing some things here that I didn't expect this season. Comeback player of the year. I got Andrew Luck, and it's easy for right now. Um, defensive Rookie of the Year, I got Derwin James. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year, Saquon Barkley, and it's not tough at all. Calvin really can eat it. Um, defensive Player of the Year, I got the most unblockable man in football, and that's still Aaron Donald, who's still dominating from the middle of the field. Um, offensive Player of the Year, I got Todd Gurley, because he's probably the best player in the NFL right now. And MVP, I got to agree. I'm going to go with Kermit D. Patrick Mahomes, Frog. All right, so those are our midseason awards. Yeah. I want to know why uh-huh. Adrian Peterson getting comeback player of the year. But no, go ahead. <laughs> uh, 
Um, you know, that's always been his people's. Uh, stat of the week, real quick before we move on. The Lakers plus minus with and without LeBron. Kind of surprising. Um, they're minus 30 when LeBron is on the court. And this is before their last game. They're minus 30 when LeBron is on the court and plus 19 when he's off the court. Jimmy, being a Lakers fan, is that an area of concern or nothing? Um, it's funny. All right, so I, I watched every game, and, and that, that that stat was still shocking to me, even though watching every game. Um, mm-hmm. The whole thing is the area of concern for me because it's just the way the team is constructed, right? So he doesn't have a bunch of shooters, so they just have to clean it up. But you got a bunch of goons that don't play defense. So for me, the effort is just not there. Like the Lakers' problem isn't scoring. The Lakers be putting up 120 points a game. They just give up 130. Like that's their their problem is the effort on defense just isn't there. And right. you know, top I hate five to be, like, you know, I hate to be like this guy, but I think a lot of that goes to coaching. When you talk about defense, that goes to coaching. You can't get your guys to give effort. And you got guys that are like you know that are de- that are defensive players in other places at least. Yep. There's been defensive players. And they come over don't here. Don't get me wrong. My, my defense, my defense of Luke earlier was not about his coaching. It was just about the rotation. Like I can understand having to flip flop and try different things. The rest of that, no, you you got that. Like like I said, I wasn't like impressed with Luke guys, from the door. You have guys I thought he that, got his like, job under false pretenses. Like a guy like Lance Stevenson, who's plays who plays defense in other places, um, or. I mean, a number of those guys. Rondo, like, Rondo's not even playing defense. And Rondo, like, made, like, a lot of his bones about playing defense. Like, it, it, it seems to me, and this could be, like, you know, the whole idea of... Lance don't play no Lance just... But what I'm saying is... Just blew in LeBron's ear and was acting a fool. People thought he played LeBron well. Brian's the boss of that. Well, but what, what I'm saying is, in general, these guys, these guys come over here to kind of, like, quote-unquote, goon it up, play tough ball. Up. Um, yeah. And do all these things, but they're not that they're not doing what they came over here for. So scoring, which we thought was the problem, isn't the problem. The problem is the reason you guys came over here. And you're not doing it. A lot of that to me goes to coaching. You can't you get your players to Hollywood get on defense. And they start hacking Hollywood on you. That's how it goes. This is absolutely true. <laughs> this is absolutely Hollywood. true. This is, this is absolutely true. All right, everybody, y'all so, can yeah. uh, check out our website, ballroomsport.com. If you want to call. Me. Speak with us in today's topics. Hotline three three four zero press one. If you already listening, press one if you want to talk. And we got a couple of people on the line. Just hold tight. We're gonna to get to you. Uh, we see you in there, Rob. Uh, give us a minute because we running behind on some stuff. We just gonna get a couple of grind topics out of the way. As a matter of fact, let me flip this and just do this real quick, man. The birthdays are brought to you by. No one. So we're just going to get this out of the way real quick. Some birthday shout outs. Um, shout out to Maurice Evans, who turns 40 years old. Didn't he play in the uh, the, the big three this past season? I didn't watch yeah. as much as I should have. Uh, I don't think, to- I don't think he, played he played the first season in the inaugural season. Okay. Brevin Knight, pretty good point guard in his time. He turns 43, his big ass head. Quadri um, Ishmael <laughs> turned 48 years old. Yo, that. Yo, Quadri is 48 years old. Where's the time going? And then shout out to uh, Bobby Bowden, um, long, revered 
college football coach Bobby Bowden is 89 years old. Like, where has the time gone? So we just want to uh, give everybody a war room salute on their birthday. So salute, happy born day. Shout out to y'all. Alright, now we talk about what happened while y'all was on the grizzine. Absolutely. Why you were on the grind is brought to you by Sports the Book. If you're trying to read the same old sports books, this is what you gotta do. You gotta pick up Sports the Book. If you wanna hear where LeVar Ball got his idea, you gotta pick up Sports the Book. You can do that by going to sportsthebook.com or going to warroomsports.com, but just don't miss it. Time to talk about what happened while you young ladies and gentlemen were on the grind this past week. Um First story. This this uh first story is interesting, right? Um because I've heard this a long time ago, I this, this made this rounding in the news again. But every time it comes up, I'm gonna find it funny. And it's about uh Jamarcus Russell, that's a legendary quarterback who can throw uh sixty five, seventy yards from his knees. Um you know, best attribute. you care about that kind of thing. Did you care about that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. But um, there, there's I used to hate when they brought that. Jim, they used to bring that up like they bring up Mo Bamba's wingspan. I'm like, come on, if you oh, if you're man. on your Mo knees, Bamba's then most of the time you're down. So what does it matter how far you can throw it? The like, Mo Bamba's wingspan is trash. Like I got so hyped to watch his wingspan, <laughs> and both don't even start. Anyway, um, <laughs> <Poor Betty. laughs> the story about Jamarcus Russell and B. Austin, you'll pretty much enjoy this story. So. Um, you know, you're a young quarterback. They give you game film to watch, um, to make sure you're watching the game film, picking up on, you know, what's going on, what the routes are, what the defense is, how the defense is playing you. So the Raiders suspected that he wasn't watching game film, right? And I wonder why they suspected that. You think? Um, I'm about to say, you think? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and to give you a little bit of backstory, he was also the first pick in the draft in 2007, right? Um, and Lane Kiffin. And he was one of those dudes that got that big money. He got the big money. Yeah, he, Lane Kiffin didn't want him, <laughs> but uh, Al Davis at the time was like, "Yo, this is what we going with, and deal with it." You know what I'm saying? That that always never works out when uh, the, the owners step in. Like that never works out. But anyway, so um, Tom Cable uh, was trying to prove a point. OC um, gave him game film to watch, but they were blank tapes, right? <laughs> So, so and he labeled them. He labeled them blitz packages. <laughs> yeah, you know, he labeled them with different blitz packages or whatever. But they were literally blank tapes. And then, like when he came in the next day, Jim Marcus told him how he watched the film. He knew what was going on. He picked up on everything. He learned a lot. You know what I'm saying? He was ready to go out there and do what he had to do. Um, probably, you know, probably the whole all time mean. they were blank tapes. The whole <laughs> time they were blank tapes. Um, <laughs> which is uh, oh. He was at home drinking purple drink. Yo, he spent his entire contract on lean. (laughs) Yo, which is interesting considering Jamarcus Russell currently uh, um, helps quarterback as a a QB coach at a high school level. So, I mean, you know. But anyway, uh, that's the story about him getting blank tapes. And uh, you know, reporting back that he was, you know, he's always he's ready to report for duty. He knew all the blitz packages. That's your yo, man. He's a clown, yeah. Yo. He's a clown. Yo, man. Why can't we have why can't we have one, man? From Warren Moon and Randall. We can't just have one. We ain't had one since, man. 
Just one Tyrod Nice guy He's an athletic Russell Russell Wilson man Russell Russell's a I don't think he is I think he He's not I couldn't remember But I didn't think he he was Oh, we got oh. some we got some breaking news, man. So y'all know the Buffalo Bills fans, they like to call themselves the Bills Mafia. So uh yeah. the Bills Mafia has started a GoFundMe page to get Nathan Peterman to retire. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that. The Peterman. Yo. Yo, they said the goal to GoFundMe was a million dollars. And over the first two days, thirty one people have only contributed $182. Um, so, <laughs> so Nathan Peterman's GoFundMe page failed just as much as his uh, quarterbacking stint. You know, the Peterman is terrible. He's We might be the worst quarterback I've ever seen. Yo, ever. What I found funny is the Peterman is so bad that the, uh, what's the boy name that was the quarterback, the black boy from Florida State? Uh, that played there, EJ, EJ Emanuel. No, EJ Emanuel. Oh, EJ Emanuel trying to parlay for his job. Was like, yo. yo, he was like, yo, I'm out the league now, and I ain't do this. So he he can cook by catches out the league. Yo, EJ Emanuel also tried to make it a race thing. Yo, EJ Emanuel said, I never did this, but look how they treated me. Like, he tried to make it a, you know, a little race thing. <laughs> Yeah, he said the Peter Man got the complexion for the connection. Yo, the Peter Man is really, really bad at the game of football. Like, he's really bad. Yeah. I mean, EJ Manuel should be talking about nothing, anyone, but, yeah. I feel you, EJ. Yeah. You garbage, he garbage. They treat net garbage better than they treated your garbage. But, no, he got you. This dude was a first team. He was an early No, he Dead. He's bad. EJ Emanuel can practice and give you some value in practice. The Peter Man ain't even a practice spot, dude, yo. He is putrid. Yo, anyway, um, getting back to uh, this, I know I know, it'd be awesome once to cook this young man, but uh, Floyd uh, Money May was supposed to, well, who knows what's going on here. There was a story, some story that came out of this. He was supposed to fight the kickboxer. Tenshin, Tenshin. Nasukawa um, from Japan. And the dentist said Floyd backed out of the fight. And he said the, uh, the promotion tried to like rob him, basically. Um, there's all kinds of stories going back and forth. I don't know what happened. Like, no, do I really care, though. That's you know the what? This, thing is a joke to begin with. This is another one of those things, too, where it's like you just throw stuff out there on social media just to see Floyd's fans defend everything he does and says. And says it, it was hilarious because first of all, you know, Floyd came out and said, um, "Yeah, they tried to. This was supposed to be a, a nine-minute, three-round exhibition, and you know, in front of some people, and I was supposed to get a lot of money for it. But they tried to make it a major event, and this and that." I'm sitting here like, yo, and people are are like actually defending this. Like, no, he didn't back out. Like, they're really taking um, 
they're really taking exception to the term that people are using in these stories saying he backed out. I'm like, okay, they had a fight plan and he backed out. That's not a bad thing. I'm like, I backed out from yeah, buying my kids pizza last night because I figured they didn't need any more pizza. So, like, I don't understand, like, people, I guess they look at it as, oh, they're trying to call my man a coward. I don't think it has anything to do with that. But for Floyd to sit here and say, for him to sit here and say he didn't know what the event was, like, come on, Floyd, you sat for an hour press conference with these dudes, with interpreters and everything, because most of the people were speaking in Japanese. You sat there for an hour with cameras flashing in your face. This was supposed to be a big deal. Y'all know what I think happened? Did y'all see the backlash Floyd got when this was announced? And people said, oh, Floyd, now he's going to Japan to fight Uber drivers and this and that and blah, blah, blah. I think (laughs) Floyd got shamed out of this fight. And then he just came home like, he said, and and they asked him about the press conference. He said he sat through the press conference and said what he, you know, had to say because he didn't want to cause a disturbance. What? You're one of the most powerful athletes in the world. You're going to go all the way to Japan to to a a press conference for a fight that you claim was never supposed to. Like, come on, Floyd. And come on for the people that are defending this. I want to take the time to give Floyd props, though. In the middle of y'all cooking them, I want to give Floyd props because I think it's honorable that Floyd found someone to write his IG post for him. Because if you guys know this over the last couple months, the IG post, the language language has been, the language has stepped up. Um, The the punctuation is perfect. So, I, I mean, you know, when you, to me, being successful is all about finding your flaws. And even if you can't handle yourself, find someone to do it for you. So, Salute to Floyd for um, working on his IG posts, man. So that's that's all I'm gonna say about this. <laughs> no, he said no. I didn't want to call it disturbance. You're gonna fly you halfway tower, across Floyd. the world, sit in a damn press conference for over an hour, and and you claim you didn't know what was going on. Come on, Floyd, man. Like this lie makes you look worse than. Then the people must think you look for backing out. I don't think there's anything wrong with backing out of something. If you think twice about something and you don't feel like you don't want to do it, then you don't do it. Like you're backing out of a fight with a kickboxer. You're not a kickboxer. So, you know, yeah. for anybody who's thinking, oh, he's crazy. Okay. Even if he wanted to explore a different combat sport, I would have no problem with him saying, okay, maybe I'm not ready for that yet. But, you know, Floyd's never going to say that. He's gonna, so he's just going to make all the Japanese people look like they stupid. This was something they tried to do this, and his fans just Listen, man, and, 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 and this, go, this goes back, this goes back to our VAR conversation when you, when you have these people who have reality distortion fields. A lot of it is about the fact that when I know I have millions of people who will defend me, like, like um, 45 you can do you want. and like VAR, <laughs> right. yeah, you, you can, can do anything, anything I want, but they're going to defend me anyway. That's a very that's a very good yeah, point. Maybe it wasn't you. The only justification Floyd could possibly have is somewhere in the contract he thought that it said that the guy wasn't allowed to use his hands and feet to hit him and that only Floyd was allowed to hit. And then <laughs> the contract read that the dude could actually hit back and Floyd was like, No. No, but we're real talk though, man. You should see the people like defending this dude. There's people like, yeah, it was just supposed to be an exhibition. Y'all just okay, because Floyd said so. I sat here like a lifeless sports dude and watched the press conference and not once did Floyd use the term exhibition. This was some real stuff 
And he comes home and says some crazy stuff. And like Jimmy said, if you know you got a million people that's going to jump on your wood, then you can say whatever yeah. you want to say. They <laughs> won't fight Thurman or Spence, though. Yo, yo Doug got mm-hmm. chill. Why is Doug home watching Florida press conference with uh, with tension? Not <laughs> like, yo, come on. Cause if, you, if you want to follow on Netflix, you'd be watching this, though. You'd be watching Castle. I was, trying to, find something, I was trying to find something to laugh at. But, but it was real corny because Floyd wasn't even <laughs> being himself. He wasn't even being himself, like his arrogant self. He was like, he seemed to be like kind of, you know, trying to be nice and kissing up to these people. I'm like, Floyd really trying to get this bag. And then when people shamed him out of the bag, he just made all those people look stupid. (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't supposed to be that. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know, Floyd. Yo, speaking of of, uh, trying to get a bag and Malcolm Jenkins, even though we wasn't speaking about that, um, the 49ers have a cheerleader who's the first cheerleader to kneel for the anthem. So they had the first quarterback kneel for the anthem. Now they have a cheerleader who's kneeling for the anthem. And, of course, you know, got the backlash, got a little bit of love. You know, you know what comes with kneeling or anything like that. Um, <laughs> She's a 49er cheerleader, so, you know, that's a progressive place yeah. in the first place. So, you know. Ma- Ma- Malcolm Jenkins reached out to her and asked how much she wanted to stop kneeling, but uh, he hasn't got to <laughs> word on what she said. But, um, but, um I, people was even killing her. Not even like people, not even people who were against it, but there were people who took exception because they're saying she's not the first who did it. So you know how we are about, you know, who did it first. Like Ray J stepped up. Like nah, she wasn't the first. Like, but um, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, that's that's what I, I saw like, on social media all week. People saying uh, she wasn't the first. She may be the first this season. I'm like, I don't really care. You know what I'm saying? Just shout out to the sisters for having I the heart saw, to do it. I just saw Mega Twitter. And I think when Mega Twitter be cooking somebody and I find some of it funny because most of it is pure ignorance. But Mega Twitter was going in. It was like, who cares? Can she make a sandwich? I'm like, yo! Damn. <laughs> Mega Twitter was let their hands go on, sis. But, uh, they was like, you who know. cares? Can she sustain one of these mass shootings? But uh, <laughs> Man, listen, that's what they should be talking about. But that's even here. Yeah, speaking of that, yo, did you see the joint with the ball who survived the shooting in Vegas and he just survived the one last night? Yeah. All I this know dude is, is just if stay I in the house. Anywhere, I'm, I'm immediately going up the other way because if I see ball, I'm like, yo, I want to do something. <laughs> yo, Jimmy, he's like. In different states. Jimmy, this dude is like a character in that movie Final Destination or something. Like, death yes. is chasing this yes. ball, but can't catch him. Yo, if you see dude, I'm not going I'm, nowhere like, with him. What is wrong with you? He called yeah, me like, yo, want to go out I got a new girl for him. <laughs> <laughs> Making stuff up. And not, <laughs> nah, dude. Uh, speaking of NFL players, though, um, the election just passed. Salute to my man, Gilliam, uh, who uh, got cooked in Florida. Although it's not over yet. Um, they're saying it's close enough. To and have got a, they might have to get mean? a recount going. That's just going to prolong the Florida. cooking. Yeah, pretty much. Shout out to all our Florida listeners, man. Um, shout out to DJ Willie G, part of the family. But uh, y'all, y'all, y'all out of pocket down there. But anyway, um, they do what they want down there. Willie, be honest, like, man, all these other places that had these people win, yeah. all y'all keep that same energy. Like, yo, what are you defending it for? You think you can't help where yo, you were born? Yo, the stories that come out of Florida, though, cause and I, I, it's probably because Florida is like a big melting pot from a geographic standpoint of where it is. Um, and then, like, you know, with the retirees, with the state tax and all that. So it's a, it's a, it's a melting pot of all kinds of cultures and people. But 
the stories that come out of there, cause like, like the story I said last night about the boy like removing someone's kidney because he thought it was a yo. It's just the story. Yeah, I think day after day. I think I think the state, the sun just cooked people brains down there, man. It got to. It got to. Maybe on some but other anyway, stuff. Anyway, in some good news, they got Amendment 4 passed in Florida, um, which is dealing with uh, and, and, and people incarcerated and their right to vote. Um, that's really important. For some reason, like, that's an issue. Yeah, for some that, reason, they feel like if you get locked up, you don't have the right to vote, which really right. is kind of weird to in general. They just take your, your right because you've been in jail. Like, what if... Like, they don't even yeah. weigh... They don't even weigh your crime or your conviction. You know what I'm saying? You, you like, know why that, that that is. That ties back to, in my opinion, Amendment 13. 13. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There I mean, but go. it's just it's just for Florida. It's not a national thing. It's a lot of other states fighting for that same thing. But that's that's a big win. You know what I mean? Um, and and shout out to those dudes for the work that they put in um, and doing it. Uh, I guess everybody is going to say Malcolm. He used the NFL bag to to get that done. I don't know. <laughs> um, or he used the NFL bag to buy the Bentley he rode to the polls with. Um, I heard in Philly, uh, Malcolm and some of his Eagles teammates were they were transporting people to the polls. So he probably used the bag to get party buses or something. Um, either way, man. Either way, I'm behind y'all. Like the work that you're doing, man. The hell with all these people talking. Everybody, yeah, mad. I think, I think it's funny. Eric Reed, man. I think it's funny. Eric Reed. I think it's fun to cook Malcolm in general. I cooked him before the Eric Reed met because I thought it was like <laughs> all over again. Um, I think uh, I think anyway, he need man. to give his first name back. Malcolm never would have paid that young lady not to know. I said Malcolm yeah. never would have offered to pay the young cheerleader not to kneel. So he needs to give his name yeah. back. Yo, that's not that that's not true, it'll be awesome. That was a joke, man. Yo, this is going to reputation get worse every day because people believe everything, yo. every joke they have. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I told you, I told you people were so much less choice than I did, dog. But listen, though. Was, that yeah. Was because the, the, rumor, the rumor is he reached out to Kaepernick and asked him that, like, how much money is it going to take you to stop dealing? <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, man, yo, we got more cats Like the world is so crazy now. Like 
the world is so crazy that this morning I was talking to people like out and about about like the mass shootings and like people don't even get like it's not even shocking or people don't even like mourn anymore. I remember the first couple of mass shootings years ago, like people were like the whole it was like a somber feeling, even though we're nowhere near it. Now it's like, Oh yeah, another one? Okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? What time the sixes play? Like, damn. It's normal, man. So it really is. Like so, I had a homie. Um, I had a homie who said they might as well just keep the, the flags at half mass all the time because something <laughs> happens every and, day, every other all, day. And sad at the same time. It's crazy. No, this no. is an evil-ass world that we live in, man. And an evil-ass yeah, country yeah. like that. Especially for the country man, who man. tries to act holier than now, like we better than everybody else. And we're the most violent country in the damn world because this stuff happens here and we're yeah. not even at war. Some other countries, at least they be yeah. at war. <laughs> yeah, I want to ask y'all a question, yo. This is, this is a no judgment zone question, man. I was thinking about something, right? So I saw the court made a decision today to um, kind of like mess with a 45 decision with um, what's going on at the border. And the first thing I thought of was like, oh, I can't wait to see what he got to say. He's going to cook them. And I realized it's kind of embarrassing because he's literally made um, politics a reality show. But is it weird that I'm a um, low-key Miss Bull when he ain't in office no more because it's pure entertainment? No, can't be. Oh. Wait, I love the entertainment yeah, yeah, value. Yeah, yeah. So y'all, y'all say that again. Long, huh? I'm the only one. Was, I can't no, no, no. Say one. that again. I, said, I was reading. I said it. I was reading I said, something in the is group. Is it effed up? Is it effed up? Yeah, <laughs> is it effed up that I'm a miss boy when he ain't in an office no more because of the entertainment value? Oh no! No no! I love the entertainment value. Yo, no, like, I feel bad because like. I know how evil he is, but at the same time, like, yo, like yesterday when y'all when y'all were like, I had me put the, like, it was in a group chat, and they was like, yo, he having a press conference now, he going off, and I put it on, and I'm like, yo, this is like Death Comedy Jam. He up here roasting. I, I love, because it's like I country. love him because, I, I mean, I, it's a little bit different for me. I love 45 because I believe that he, I believe America is deserving of him like he represents them like what america is he's everything just like dev said a, a, a few minutes ago we try and act this country tries and acts holier than thou but yo we deserve trump trump is great 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 entertainment and reality I ain't got to feel bad no more. I felt bad like, yo, I'm a low-key miss this boy. <laughs> I'm personally trash. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's definitely crazy. I mean, it's it's like the best. Of, I like, it's funny to see, it's funny to see people react to him. Like, it's all entertaining because, I don't know, it's like people, I don't even want to get into the political um, conversation uh, because my homie Sundiata had that video about voting that made a whole lot of sense Yo, to me. So, yeah, I'm I'm rethinking this whole thing as is, but it's just funny to see people's reaction and how divisive po- politics are in America and just how he rouses people up. And you know, he got people from the other side stomping out to vote just to get him out. It don't matter if the candidates that they're voting for ain't gonna do a goddamn thing for him. They're voting just to get dude out. 
in, in the skirt, you know, to get his power taken away from him. It's crazy. That's like, that's yo. the hustle move here. <laughs> yo. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, man, because, you know, they, they was going hard, knocking on doors and all that. And, you know, now the election's over. Ain't nobody reach out and see what they can do for me. But that's either here or there. Um, I just wanted to make sure I'm not alone in the fact that, yo, I'm a low-key uh, Mr. Entertainment value that the board brings to the table. But, um, Anyway, those are the stories that happened this week while all of you were on the ground. We got, like, you know, about 15 minutes left. Actually, that's about 10 minutes left. But uh, we got to talk a little bit of hoops in the NBA rapid brought to you by Digital Extreme Technology. Listen, here's the bottom line with this. Stop getting Wix sites. Stop pointing your website to your Facebook page because that's trash. And you're trash if you do that. Hit up Digital Extreme Technology. It's 267 Tell them you heard me here in the war room. You can get hooked up. Their website is digitalextremetech.com. But it's time to talk about the NBA. Listen, man. um, Players of the week, uh, Russell Westbrook. um, (laughs) Russell Westbrook and uh, and, uh, Brian Miles, man. Victor Oladipo, players of the week. Um, Salute to both of them. I got some of their their uh, numbers for the week. Got them somewhere. But, All right, Russell uh, Westbrook, uh, the Thunder. You know they started zero four, but last week they were three and zero. They won four straight games overall. Westbrook averaged twenty eight points, ten assists, rebounds while shooting fifty. Excuse me, fifty three point eight percent from the field. Um, so you know he had. One of those MVP Westbrook level weeks to get his team back in the mix um, altogether. Victor Oladipo, on the other hand, um, you know, ever since he went to the Pacers, you know, he's been playing like a man possessed. Uh, they had a three and one record last week. He averaged 23 and a half, 10 rebounds. Um, and of the 15 players who averaged double digit boards last week, he was the only guard to do it. So shout out to him. Real quick question for y'all with him because I start I'm starting to see people say, man, he has an argument for being the top shooting guard in the league. I think it's another like relaxed, slow down mm. situation. But he's definitely, in my opinion, somewhere hovering in the top six or seven, maybe, maybe, right, maybe so five. Maybe number five. It's funny, it's funny, right? Because when you say that I'm like I'm trying to think who are the top two guards, and it, it, the NBA literally, really is positionless basketball now. Because I'll be thinking about cats, right. I'm like, I don't know what position he plays. So Clay McCollum, yeah, Clay McCollum, Bradley Beal, um, DeRozan, <laughs> Oladipo. Right. Your man PG right, so plays the two sometimes. Out of the out of the name, out of the guys you named, DeRozan might be the only one that I'm clearly taking over. How do we forget Harden? Because he plays, because he initiates yeah, the offense so he's much. The best one. <laughs> he's oh, the damn, best one. I forgot about him. We just tripping. That's all. Yeah, I forgot about Boyd. See, that's what I mean. Harden that's the what best I'm saying. Basketball is true. Maybe that's why we didn't put him up. That's why we didn't say him, because he's clearly, you know, he's that guy. But with um, that being said, so I just want to salute Russell Westbrook for hitting somebody with a, um, or what they call the Sam. We don't call that the Sam guy where we come from. You know what I'm saying? We call it the Pooh Allen. But he's somebody salute with the Pooh Allen live in the game. He is somebody with that mm-hmm. joint in the game, and then, like, basically gave himself an instant replay, which was fire. Um, you know what I mean? So, so looking for that. 
Real quick though, we got a couple minutes left. Um, LeBron Everything James Westbrook does kind of hurts me though, just because of how ugly he is. <laughs> <laughs> Everything Westbrook does hurts me because Westbrook is one of those guys that you have people who are completely sickle fans, and also you have people that hey. hate him no matter what he does. So well, I don't we gotta go to the phone line real quick, here man. From both sides. Oh, Rob been okay. waiting for a while, man. We we gonna go to the phone Damn. line real quick. Rob gotta keep this quick. Rob, what's going on, brother? You're in the war room. Let me get you in there before we uh, got out of here. Oh. What's up, man? Salute to the three generals, man. How y'all doing, man? How y'all feeling? What's up, man? What's How up, you? King? Salute to I'm you up. and EJ. Oh, 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 all right, man. Nah, man. I ain't, I ain't with no EJ, man. Nah. Maybe Pam Gwyer, but not EJ, man. Her old, you know, she got the she got the old yams, but, you know, she knows what to do with them. Anyways, man, how y'all doing? What's up, man? Her, right? Okay. What's, what's good, man? Now? All I got to say is, shout out. All I got to say is, you know, Fire Luke Walton, the Eagles. The, shout out to the world champs. I know we can't play a song right now, but shout out to the world champs. And then I'll say RP Freddie Mercury. You know, um, shout out to the world champs. Uh, you know, we're going we gonna to ride them Cowboys. I just want to say this. Like, uh, I think Black Folk. We can always play the song. Amen. We only got a few Amen. more months left to do it. Every time he plays that song, it's like the gospel. It's like it's like a bird has been lifted off off of Eagle Fan's shoulders, just like ugh. But but yo, but yo, but 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 yo, all I gotta say is I think every black person should take part in electro electro process. But two two things I want I want I want to say real quick. For any black folk who's talking about uh, uh, um, uh, anti-immigrant, whatever, y'all hypocrites, you know, because all I got to say is the great Marcus Messiah Gabby was an immigrant and did come over here and did help, you know, uh, and, and, did, and I don't say help you empower a nation across the diaspora, and, and folk have to understand that, that it's bigger than us, you know. Our home is our home is over there. Our resources are back over there. Yes, we need to do some business here. But we need to connect it with diaspora. Two things. Second thing I want to talk about is the electoral process. Well, people shouldn't always take what Claude Anderson and Dr. Boyce Walker say seriously. You know, we, we we need to vote. We need the election. We need to. How you think we get better business? A uh, better business loan. How you think the black middle class stay? Uh, predominantly D.C. It wasn't just by accident. It was by voting. I mean, and some people did their job good by keeping the middle class good. I mean, goddamn, that's why Mary right, Rory right, can right, smoke crack and, and come and, and come back. You know how how are we gonna real rival quick, big corporations? How are we gonna rival big corporations? Rob. Small businesses. Rob. <laughs> Rob, real quick, real quick, real quick, man. My question to you is: How is the Asian community able to have the more income than anybody, including? The dominant society have more education than anybody, including the dominant society, and they vote least than anybody. Explain that to me. You have, you, well, 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 you have to understand. You have to understand. They they were never they were never enslaved. They were never colonized. The same thing we are. We we can't compare apples oh. and oranges. And not also I'm not, not also that they 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 they, 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 they established themselves. We're comparing. I mean, it's 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 like a game monopoly. It's not a game a monopoly. monopoly. A lot, a lot. You know, when we talk about different societies, like we talk about like different societies, like 
when we talk about the 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 Asians, they did their own they they did their own their own thing. And you gotta understand in their countries, they they still they established themselves listen, man, way before listen, colonial man. way before colon they they didn't have to No, 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 but listen to me. I'm gonna tell you something that I'm gonna tell you something that one of my most successful brothers told me. He said the problem is you guys wanna elect politicians, we focus on buying them. He said that's the difference between our community and your community. And I think he's right. We want to get people elected. We want to get emotional and wow, wow. They get the bread and they just buy whatever they need to do. So they don't have to come out and vote because we already got you in our pocket anyway. We get emotional and get someone elected and they're going to do their bidding anyway. But you have to understand, it, it, it's also it has to be a grassroots movement, not just not 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 just on as far as buying. Like I can't I, because I'm not saying that we shouldn't establish capital. I'm not saying that we should we should focus on building our own. What I'm saying is we should strategically do it with voting and with the staff you, and, you, and you, with black businesses. Wow, you concerned with the grass? Control the rain. The irrigation system and the lawnmower, man. I'm not. I'm not trying to hear grassroots. You buy policy. You don't elect it. And that's the point, man. Listen, brother Malcolm said it best, man. If we're not moving as one unit, all this whole thing of everybody get out and vote to set the series. Go read up what Malcolm X said about this, man. That's all I'm gonna say. Go, I, go I'm read the Ohio Constitution. I thought I should. Yeah, strategically voting, but we don't. How are you gonna do we that? Don't, we can't mm. we can't strategically come together for a black party. Like you talk about strategically voting across the diet, like that's not gonna oh, happen. Oh, so no, 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 that, that, that is the problem. That, that is the problem. They, they will strategically they come to a black party. Democrat. That's what at least they, what what's, what the expectation is. That's not strategic. Exactly. That's just, we don't even first of all, because we because we, we move on emotion. We don't even listen to what the issues are. There are people that will literally, I know for a fact, will vote Democrat, even if the Democratic uh, candidate is going against everything they want that they need, anything that's good for them. That's Listen, nice we, still, we still have a love, of, we still have a love affair with the Clintons. I laugh at the fact that we get excited about what happened in Florida with the uh, the felons being able to vote. Guess how most of them became felons under whose watch? But that's either here or Thanks for your call. I, 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 wait, wait, I have one. I have one request. Can you give, can you give the people of California the JoJo Award for legalizing marijuana instead of doing rent control? You know what I'm saying? Thank you, man. That's all I gotta say. God bless y'all. God bless. Yo, real quick, man. One quick story because we gotta get out of here. Um, Nicola uh, Jokic, uh, who plays for the Denver Nuggets, he's having an amazing season. He's my favorite player in the NBA. Um, he got fined twenty five thousand dollars. Because he was in a post-game press conference and talking well, about an opposing player, and he said the opposing player, man, he, he shocked him with his length. Then said, um, "No homo." Uh, that's his word, not mine. And the NBA caught wind of it and fined him twenty-five thousand dollars. And for those who don't know, he's a foreigner, right? So it had to be somebody in the team put him down with whatever this means. And I honestly don't think that he realized he can get fined for it, which is why he said it. He's probably so used to standing in the locker room. But, um, yeah. but they should have they should have taught him how to use the pause button as opposed to uh, the verbiage he used. Because uh, in the words of survive, Cam didn't give his life for the board to get signed 25k, man. So with that being said, <laughs> it's time for us to get out of here. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everyone in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, anyone who chimed in anywhere. We appreciate it. Listen, Gus Griffin, we appreciate you. Fred Purdue, we also appreciate your contributions to the show. Tune in next week, live right here on demand. We're going to recap week 10 and preview week 11 of the NFL. 
everything happening in the National Basketball Association and in the world of sports in general. So until then, enjoy your weekend. Catch everything we do at the Hub, which is WarroomSports.com. That's all of our social media, all of our content is WarroomSports.com. Get my book at SportsToBook.com or back at that Hub, WarroomSports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.